Hello listeners and welcome to the Celtic Cast. I know that 40 minutes can be a long time listening to us banging on, so for those of you just interested in listening to the boys naming their best Celtic 15 of players they've played with, jump ahead to around the 22 and a half minute mark. Hope you enjoy the show. Right, I'd like to uh, welcome our listeners to the inaugural episode of the Celtic Cast. I'm sort of your co-host here, Rhys Fisher, alongside former player, current team manager, a man who strikes fear into the hearts of anyone foolish enough to step inside a wrestling ring with him. That includes Robert Matthew Jones. He is uh, Bison Brody, Adam Humphreys. Thanks for that introduction, Rhys, but I must correct you, I'm not a former player. I put my boots on twice this year, but oh, I, apologize. I had a run out against Panasta, changed the game, we got 60 on 12, <laughs> and I had a game with the egg, 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 top man for the, for the second, so... Morbidly obese, but I'm still there, but I'm hanging on I by apologize. your thread. But it's a great idea doing this, Reese. Um, something we've spoken about for a while. Something, I guess, in, as you said, um, get, you know, get into the 21st century. And um, we thought, you know, running this podcast would be good for the boys, improve their profile, improve the, the brand of the club. So we needed to start strong, didn't we? Yeah, definitely. We needed to get guests. Fly out the gates, that's what we needed. Exactly, but start strong. We figured, right, what can we get on? It was going to attract the listeners. So we had some criteria, didn't we? We were thinking, like, we needed people who were well-respected. We needed people who were great rugby players. Um, we couldn't find anyone. So instead, today, we got Neil and Lee Arthur. Yeah, it was sort of best of a bad bunch, wasn't it, when it came down to it. But in fairness, they gave us a great little chat. We had some, uh, some good laughs in there, some good stories. Some stories at all. Looked at best 15 Celtics boys have played with. Yeah, it's a great little chat. Hope you enjoy it. So welcome, Lee Neil. Yeah, uh, thank you. Hello, Rhys. Opening episode of the Celtic Cast. Thank yeah. you for joining us, gentlemen. Uh, very privileged to be here. Thank you very much for asking me. Started strong. Very Started strong. That's what you know. Go <laughs> win with a bang on you. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, we start off. Lee, talk to us yes. a little bit on the starting Celtic. Um, played with for my Stig Welsh until I was under 16s. Um, then no, under 15s. Stopped playing rugby a little bit under 15s. They started training with the youth, didn't appeal to me. Um, had a bit of a break, played intermittently. Then uh, my old man was coaching down the youth, so I came the year before youth under 16s, and I came down here with the Celts and under 16s. Um, weren't the strongest of teams, I'll be honest with you, but a uh, good bunch of boys. Some of them still playing now, so. What were you name? I was there over my state park when I was four. Um, Jeff Wyatt, my old man, were big buddies, and. and Jeff lived down the street from us in Garwin Terrace and his older boy Lee was playing for my Sigwell. So me and Michael were over there when they were under sevens when they were six, we were there when we were four and Jonesy was there and we played for my Sigwell till we were sixteen at the time then. Um my old mum was down here coaching Celtic Youth with uh, Graham and Colin. And my Stig Welsh didn't have a youth setup, so I remember we came down here and we had a meeting. Um, Ian Davis was here and we had like some sandwiches and some drinks and they, they, you know, they sold Celtic to us really. It was never going to be a decision for me, I was always going down here because yeah. that's where my old mum was. You know, I've been down here running around the bank in and, and in the club since what, I was little. Watch, watching Douglas small. try and play rugby like. <laughs> you know, so I knew the boys and, and yeah. I knew that it was never a much of a, a, a big decision for me really. But we pretty much en masse our group side. So good players in that team came here. Um, we had a good youth quite a strong youth it was just a year after the, the treble winning youth so Adam was in that year year above you played in that side I think yeah. yeah 
But yeah, it was uh, me who left, so me, Concho, Sophie. Yeah. So then yeah. it was all like, uh, yeah, oh, so, dead. So, so, we, so we came up to some, some good boys. We did fair play to those boys, and this is one thing I think about a lot, was before I didn't know Adam, didn't know Concho, didn't know Gouldy, didn't know Sophie, took us under wings, and we were part of it straight away. And then from there, you know, that's been the story of Celtic for me is not about what league you win, what cups you win, it's about are you having a good laugh with your mates and we've got each other's backs and, and they've been here ever since really. Yeah. Mentioned twice there boys, just a little uh, shout out to Doug, yes, UK Doug, man, Doug, Doug, man. Doug. Yes. Ah, yes. Great yes. guy, yes. great yes. club guy. Everyone loves Doug yes. boys. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <coughs> Very proud of him. Yes, he's done well for himself in fairness. <laughs> See if you stick around long enough, things happen. <laughs> As you boys, you're both in your uh, mid thirties now. Hey. Looking back over your, uh, you, you know, the, your best days could be ahead of you, boys. But as, as you look oh, back, mine, some mine of the things definitely not ahead of me, but <laughs> definitely not. As you look back at your career, boys, uh, we do this individually. So, what is the single best thing you've done on the rugby field? So it could be best as in a key moment, or as in you know extravagant, you know, a little flick pass or big tackle. So Lee, we go with you first. Yeah, back. I think the best thing I did was start playing again. Um, I had a nasty injury and I had four years out and I was adamant I wasn't going to play again and I decided one week that you know they weren't going to give me an operation so I was just going to play until my shoulder came out again and have to give me an operation. I think that was five, six years ago now. Um, so I think the best thing I did was put the boots back on and yeah. start playing again for me. How do you find that league? So obviously you guys might not know playing with these days, you were out and out seven dog back in the day, came um, back. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to protect myself really, first of all. Um, I, was, I was very, very nervous. Um, the way I dislocated my shoulder the first time was not typically a rugby injury. It went out back to front. So somebody fell on top of me and it went out back to front. So I thought, you know, tackling head on wasn't going to be so much of a problem. But being in the bottom of a ruck, being in the bottom of things, people fall on top of you. So I was very anxious about that first. So that's why I made the decision to go in the centre so I could manage it a, a bit better. Um, I've learned a lot since there. I can pass off my left hand a bit now. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can well. I can, I can kick a little, a little. I think Luke has got Luke got to be thanks to the left hand passing those drills, running into corners, yeah. passing. So uh, yeah. and uh, shouting as if you drop the ball. But um, I, I can kick a, a little bit. I couldn't. I'd never even think of uh, putting my foot to the ball previously. So I, I've learned a lot um, from going in the centre. So yeah, but it was a change. It was a change. A lot less involved. Start with, I wasn't used to like watching the game, I was just running around and following the game like a dog chasing a car. Um, so I think I had to learn a lot and to stay out. And I think for the first year, it was a case of well, first of all, I had to relearn all the rules because they changed. I can remember my first game back away to Nanty Mall, and I, I'd you had to release the player, but when I, when I was playing, we didn't have to release, so I I was holding on to him, took a ball off him, yellow card. I think I'd be on appeal about three minutes, and I was yellow carded. So, um, yeah, I had to learn a lot, but um. Yeah, I think so that, that for me was uh, the best thing I've uh, done. Me, like, I'm not expecting a sentimental answer to that. I'm <laughs> no, no, you were the king I, of the I'm, mystery. I'm, this time, yeah, I threw I'm, it. What have you done, I'm but trying to think I've had some moments. Um, <laughs> Share the magic. Touch what you don't Yeah, well, I'm really whittling down now. But, um, <laughs> two or three, I think. One, <laughs> one that makes, always makes me smile was um, when we played our Brown and Green Stars. It was a night game. It was only about two or three, two or three years ago, and I caught the ball and I passed it under my legs to Gav, and Gav, you know, probably not the most aware, <laughs> let the ball bounce off his chest, and the other player intercepted and ran away and scored. 
And he turned around and shouted to me, why are you passing me the ball? <laughs> uh, I thought it was a great pass. You know, on the legs, lovely, nice and smooth, didn't it? My bum on the way out. I thought, yes, this is looking good, we are But partly it was my fault then the other team scored because Gav didn't catch a ball even though it hit him on the chest. In fairness, it was very rarely your fault. That's that is fair. a good point. That <laughs> is very rarely your fault. That's one of the skills that you have to learn to develop when you live on the edge of life, boys, is you just have to build this arm up around yourself. Point Another one, another one was uh, I played, Mo- uh, Morgan asked me to go once to play for Welsh Assembly rugby team and they are a great bunch of boys and um, they invited me to stay with that, with that group and we played in a tournament called um, the Brunel Shield. Uh, it was quite a sad moment actually. I won't go into it now, but uh, during the day, but um, during the course of the day, we were playing a, a game and the ball came to me in loose play, um, in the middle of the field, and I took the ball sideways into the tackle. And one of our one of our very experienced players, Luke, he, he played for Ponty, he played for Dunvant, been around good good standard player. I was running on the outside shoulder, but if I can manage to tip this off, and we'd away, but I caught the ball a bit funny. And I didn't manage to t- tip the pass over, but I slung it behind my back. The and I can just remember Luke shouting, What are you doing? As I'm like releasing the ball, <laughs> thinking, I know this is going to be good. <laughs> As he went past, I our full back, fair play, I was full back, hit the ball on the line, two on one, put the winger in. I'd been tackled by two players, and like I said, as I passed, I knew it was going to be good. I got up from the tackle and just stood in the middle of the field, arms wide open, looking around while everyone else is running up the end of the field. Because I knew as soon as I did it, this is going to be something good. And we scored in the corner. Doing the and I, I literally turned around and everyone's like 40 metres away and I'm just standing in the middle of the field, like basically in a Poundland Cantona. I think if a story ever summed up a rugby player, it's that. <laughs> That's about it. That, yeah. <laughs> I think my best moment is probably when you scored that try against Penn Cordley. I did the old no oh, luck pass too, yeah, and then I need you in the ball, so I jumped in too. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's got two tries out game. He stuffed him to me. Yeah, I'm twice. Luke was on fire, wasn't he? Yeah, he was class. <laughs> Bit of nostalgia, boys. Uh, just taking a note. One player you could bring back to the club. Ooh, is this yeah, someone who's yeah. maybe signed somewhere now? Should, or should, we, should we give an answer on three? Because I think we're on the same answer. Pardon? One. No, I, no, I don't know why. I, mm-hmm. I, I picked Stupid. Oh, oh, Steve. Yeah, yeah, Steve. Um, for, for me, like watching Steve, even after a lost Celt, Steve yeah, is an absolute animal. Um, yeah, on a pitch, training. I can remember once that um, we were doing the, the boomerang test or something, and Embro was absolutely beasting him. He was on his own running, and he wouldn't stop running. And I was thinking, oh, that's an engine half that is for a big boy. You could shift. Like, love a kid. Yeah, he'll always be um, so for me Steve the one that we would stupid, I think. Um, one player I'll always say that perhaps not that we could have bring back but we never ever really saw the best out of was Dobbsy honestly oh. when he was yeah, when I he was a younger him. player he, he, I always look up to Dobbsy he's an anti-boy like me I bought him when we were growing up Ooh, Ooh, so an <laughs> oh, sorry Rob sorry says anti and um he was always someone I knew when I looked up to, and honestly, I remember thinking Dan can do things on the field that, that other people just don't even see. He was he was in my in my head. He had all he had all the skills and the talents. He, he could Dobbs could do it all, kick it left foot, right foot through the gap, passing. Not the most physical. I think that's what let him down. We were you know playing against players and teams, <coughs> then, but it was very much just sending fatties right up the middle. 
and I won for Dan, but I, I think we yeah. we missed out on seeing a really good player. There. I, I'm with him with it with Dobbsy, but like, what a great bloke for the bank there as well. Oh like, yeah, oh, with Dobbsy, yeah. sink or swim. Yeah, straight down the line with him. you see, come up there, say, oh, I was crap today, but you know, thanks, Dobbs. I think it's swig as well. Like, I think <laughs> <he's> <laughs> yeah, yeah, great <laughs> tourist. <laughs> as youth, youth boys played with Dobbsy. Yeah, um, knew <clears throat> Dobbsy, you know, in the early part of her career. I was a little round with Dobbsy and I was educational for a lot of Yeah, it was, wasn't it? I came on one trip to Kamada when I was 15 and my old man said, come over, you know, we're staying in a student hall as a residence. Convinced my mother to take me, uh, Sean, Gaff, Smurf was there. Um, oh, we look after him. Fair play to Dobbs, you had me in a corner. Oh, so if you with me, I'll keep an eye on you. But, I, you know, I don't think I've drunk Smurf ice since then, I'll be honest. But <laughs> it is an education for you, yeah. Right, boys. Well, I think could be a popular one going forward. Loosest cannon. Oh. Smurf. Ooh, uh, I think. Liam Ely. A different man in beer. Just a different, completely different human being in beer. Um, I mean, I've seen him like yeah. But like, <laughs> the, the, the way he can change, he's all smiles, 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 happy, laughing, banter one minute, the next minute he's literally to rip his throat out. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think Smurf. I, I'm going to go with another army boy, and I think it might be a common theme for my buddy Sven and Nathan. It's like some of the things I've seen him do and heard him say, and just I wonder sometimes that. Is this really happening? Or <laughs> I'm expecting someone to jump out from behind a piece of furniture with a video camera going, ah, punk, because some of the things our guy does and says, like, if whoever you're Nathan say, let's get out to you, there's a leaky roof. Yeah. <laughs> just don't look down, right? Just don't look down, just go. Don't look down, just get out there as quick as you can, right? Because it's not a leaky roof. <laughs> I think uh, what sums up what we said about Smurf Best is our little trip to Madrid and yeah. I was on a chat with uh, Rob Lewis when we got back. He said, all the boys up there, there's something wrong with that Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what you're saying. So, one minute we're sitting there having a chat, the next minute he's throwing a plate of food over something. Samuel L. Smurf. Oh, another one, boys. Best post-match feed. <clears throat> I've kept it simple, I have. I, my options are limited tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I do like is, especially if I've gone out, Especially when I was living with my mother, if I've gone out home about one o'clock, go home, curry, chips, egg fried rice, veg spring rolls, couple of pop dumps, oh, chuck, out, chuck out a microwave. <clears throat> Didn't really care where it was from at that point, chuck out a microwave, loads of it. Definitely dragon us, amazing, dragon us. I think I was me, you know, very much filling all. Um, I, I, I maybe looked at this question a little bit differently. I was thinking, well, what clubs had nice food yeah. after the game? And I remember um, we went to Kamarlan again. Kamarlan's come up, it's a separate time. Um, and Kamarlan Quinn's rugby club, you went in, and it's the first time I can ever remember this happening. You had a choice of three foods, and it was like a pasta dish, and then like a salad, and like, and, and that always sticks in my head. The clubhouse was lovely and clean, the food was lovely. Um, I think he must have just recently done a clubhouse out. Oh, new fast. Yeah, it was. Yeah, very nice. We, I think it was that night. I think we were I think that I massive scrap in there. Yeah. <laughs> massive scrap. I think I had the option. But I always remember that because it's, it's the only time I can ever remember being anywhere and having like a massive choice of food. We're gonna have um, away day trips as well. 
tour stories, boys, or big oh, session I stories, anything, anything on right. the Arctic. Yeah, Benidorm. Bear in mind, boys, bear in mind, you will say. Yeah, it's a family yeah, show. It's, it's all right, it's, it's all okay, Benidorm. I've got one, two, three, four, five, four stories, sorry, from Benidorm. Uh, first story from Benidorm. We, we're very lucky, me and brother stayed in the same room with Edgar and Joe. <laughs> so that's absolute, Boys, absolute Edgar and Joe, right? Now tell me something about Edgar and Joe, right? <laughs> Joe lost his urinate on that trip, right? The first no. night he got there. Joe lost his urinate the first night he got there, right? And Edgar was the only person that Joe could understand without having to put his hand to his ear. He made so much noise, Joe could hear him anyway, and Joe's quite profoundly deaf. Yeah. So if you imagine now, go me and Lee and Joe and Edgar in there, that's, this is the... the the, the mix we got for the rest of the yeah. week. So uh, w- one of the things was we'd been there, it was a long tour. It was, it was a long, a lo- it was a long tour, I and mean, it was the middle of the day, and now uh, Joe's decided he's going to get himself a Chinese. <laughs> I've, I've, had, I've had enough of being another Chinese. Set his Chinese out. Edgar shouts over, Joe, give me a chip then. No, no, my food, not having it. Come on, give me a chip then. No. With that, Edgar comes over, leans over, has a fork, fork full of his food, if he did. If he did, uh, it was like Tom and Jerry Carter. They were running around and round the t- around and around the table. Joe was gonna kill him. Joe got hold of him, had him by the neck. Lucky Fuzzy was there. So it's MMA Joe yeah. now and started yeah. grounding and pounding it. Fuzzy, Fuzzy chucked a bit of his rice in his face. Fuzzy came in. Luckily Fuzzy was there because I don't know what. I don't know. I, I think, move, I think I Joe would have had him in there. Um, but yeah, it, it was like nothing I've ever seen before in my life. Over a over a, um, a fork of food. <laughs> one of my favourite trips. We we had some good trips when the boys. I was coaching them and used them. We, we always we often talk about air. We had some. We had a cracking weekend up there. We but one of the things I'll always remember it is Coombsy shouting. My Coombsy being somewhere. We're trying to get in this nightclub. The boys are young, older. He's sixteen, seventeen, yeah. seventeen. So not old enough to get in. And this bouncer's going, "Oh look, you know, boys." There's quite a lot of you. We've had a lot to drink. I'm not comfortable letting you all in. Coombsy comes out and I'm like, listen to me now. I'm a bouncer. I know how it goes, dear. We are coming in. And the guy's going, no, 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 no. And Coombsy's going, no, listen to me now. I'm a bouncer. I'm a bouncer. And the guy shoved him in the face. And you swear to God, Coombsy went about 30 foot stumbling backwards. And I just, and I always remember him saying to this guy, I'm a bouncer. Let us in. Boom. Back he went, flying. And another one I would like to touch on, and me and Adam talk about this quite often, is that there's a legend going around. If, you, if you're part of Celtic, you'll have heard about this myth, this, oh. this, this story. Um, it's like one of those, one of those things you, you're of in hushed tones and not many people talk about. It's a phantom. It's not. It's, it's, not, a very, it's not. It's to do with a certain item of headwear that we can never quite get to the bottom. How did Toby Jag end up with a pink cowboy hat and kangaroo coat in Saturday morning in Newcastle? Because me and Adam tried to figure out how we got this cowboy oh, hat. Um, one time he got it, because he was necking his bird, and his... Cogina. <laughs> he was necking his bird, and she gave him a cowboy hat. And then the next thing you know, he was with a head and party, and he bought him a cowboy hat, because he was such a good laugh. And the next time he told us he was on the bucking bronco, he beat the record, so he gave him a cowboy hat as a prize. So if anyone can figure out how Toby Jag ended up with a pink cowboy hat, I'd love to know, because I've known a guy, for, this must have happened about 20 years ago, and I've never figured out how he happened to get his hat. I'm touching on that sort of story there, but he's with, with Toby, you feed him a line, right? <laughs> yeah. Toby was a, he's a, he's a, 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 tourist, he's a legend of a tourist, a great, excellent player as well, right? yeah. great player. But he likes to tell, tell a tale, <laughs> right? So we've got 
Toby was sat there drinking his bed, right? Uh, he said, like me, didn't, and me and Codge would be dance, uh, sorry, standing there, none of us would be dancing. <laughs> bit of a boring sort of trio, really. <laughs> the next day, Tob, who was that blonde bird I seen you necking last night? And it wasn't a blonde bird. <laughs> Tob, she was lush. How did you get into her? Ah, oh, <laughs> see me to do. And then we just feed him a light and he'd always bite by every yeah. single time. Legend. Talking tourists. Talking about kangaroo court. There's another one from Benidorm when we were all waiting on a certain individual to turn up and our guff turns up swinging an Indian round in his pants like, can't be normal. He comes swinging a bag of Indian <laughs> sitting down in kangaroo court munching on an Indian. No, we've had, like I said, there's been some cracking jokes a lot. The stories are very... <laughs> Very uh, PGX rated, so if you do want to hear more about them, you can buy me a pint and I'll tell you about it another time. <laughs> right, we're going to move on to a very special section now, boys. Oh. We're going to call it the egg section. <gasps> All right. Egg. 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 Just boys, egg conjures up images of uh, Royal Prix with some great players. But how good is the egg? How good was he? How good is he? Where'd you rank him? For me, I think you've got to look at egg up there with the great <laughs> South African players like Henry Hornball, Bobby Skinstad, Chester Williams, you know, doing, thi- doing things on a rugby field you never thought a human being could do. Like, he made the turtle a defensive uh. move that <laughs> is unreal until you've seen it with your own eyes. His communication skills are second to none, boys. You often hear it on the game. Someone pick it up, I'm not there! I'm not there! I'm not there! So you can't, you can't fault the guy's communication skills, boys. He can do things on the field. You know, he's ended people's careers. He took like, that poor guy who was on that play, halfway on that plane to Australia oh, till that. that day in Chepstow, he broke see his that. leg. Grim, you, you can't grim. not say enough about this guy. He deserves it. He deserves his shot in my eyes. I've never seen a man in rugby pitch start so many fights and be involved in none. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen him in my life. He starts every single fight. When I was a second team captain, he was involved in every single fight. I've never seen him throw a punch <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Should we do a quick fire round, please? Yeah. Come back to the Get straight in, right? Uh, shall we do it per person or should we just chair them up? Do we um, feel it? Well, you do Neil, I do Neil. Right. Neil, you've been uh, thinking about him. Right, let's go. Putting you on the spot there, right? A couple of easy ones, a couple of tricky ones. Right. Lager or cider? Lager. Dominoes or Al's? Ooh, Al's. Papa Doms or Bargies? Bargies. Branston Beans or Heinz Beans? Branston. Alison or Tatchell? Tatchell. Sorry, Gibbs. Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. UK Office. No American, American office. office, easy one. Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Warburton or Tipperick? Warburton. I'll read them all. Go on, nice, nice for the, uh, yeah, go on. For the audio. Lager or cider? Lager. Domino's or Al's? Domino's. Papa Dom's or Bargies? Papa Dom's. Branston's or Heinz? Branston's. Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. UK office or the American office? UK office. Ooh. Controversial, eh? Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Forbitton or Tipperick? Forbitton. Mm. Nice, boys. Nice. It's a good set of questions, that is, boys. I like that. Right, boys, I'm the big one. If you were a professional wrestler, what would your entrance music be? Yeah, mine is um, Genesis by Justice. Mm. 
you start like a deep, like a very, um, you know, like foreboding, dark in the background, and then when it drops by, I can just imagine my my moment in the sun. <laughs> Here he comes by. I've gone with Frank Cart and the Rattlesnakes Juggernaut. Mm. Start with one chord. I was thinking you need something to like, you know, like a stone chord. It like signifies that he's yeah. come in. So he's nice. got a one chord okay. strum, doom, and then it just kicks right off. So I've gone with Frank Hart and Rattlesnake's job. So the better throw down, I think we find this and splice this in. We need to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or if you also put, uh, we'll provide links, but. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Very yeah. 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 nice place. Right, so just a big one left. Oh, I know this has given you a couple of headaches. We did pre warn the boys, give them a bit of chance to yeah, think about this, it. Yeah, this is. Uh, first. So, yeah, um, just uh, for the boys yeah, know. Of course, yeah. So it's the best Celtic. Well, we did say 15, but the boys have gone with subs in the end. So it's the best Celtic squad of players they have played with. Like, i just got to say, um, this took me an awful long time. Um, I think it's in my fourth or fifth iteration. Uh, some were nailed in and made every, every team. Some um, got chopped around in positions. Um, so what I've gone for is a squad, uh, and then I've got my subs who are my game changers, the players who've mm. got an X Factor, who if we need to go and turn the game around or we need to chase a game or we need to put a bit of stardust on there, that's on my bench. Okay, so I've gone with uh, Don Giovanni, a fullback, uh, bomb disposal expert before they were bomb disposal experts, yeah. safest MDI ball I've ever seen in my yeah. life, and so strong. But one thing I always loved about playing with Giovanni is he's always so calm. Made the players around him calm. He knew Gio was there. Everything was going to be all right. I remember that when I was young coming up. Gio was there and he, was, he never had to panic when Gio was there. Um, I put Greg Davis on one wing. I remember Greg won the game. It must have been for seconds on Celtic. I'm pretty sure it was seconds after he came back from injury. He ran the width of the field around about seven players before he straightened up and scored. He was electric. Loose as it can be on the field, you'd say some mad things, do some mad some things, mad, but, yeah. but you know, stuff. fair play, like when he was on his game, he was a <clears> business. <throat> um, my two centres, um, I picked Eddie Tom at 13, I know he probably wouldn't have played most of his rugby at 13, but Eddie, uh, rock solid, um, probably I'd say one of my favourite players of all time to ever play with, I remember he played one game on Celtic Beer, Eddie's playing in the centre, they sent him through in a short ball from Scrum Half, I was playing in the back row, Eddie bust the line, just come to draw the full back, dummied. The dummy was so good, I clapped my hands together because I thought they caught the ball. He dummied me. That's <laughs> God's honest truth. His dummy was so good, I because I thought I was catching the ball. Full back is nowhere. He's gone off and scored. Um, I've picked one that perhaps not lots of people will be familiar with from my inside centre. I've picked Reece Garfield. Good player, Garfield. Absolutely rock, rock, solid. Nothing through the middle where Reece was there. Again, I, th- I don't perhaps this. I've gone for looking at my team now, particularly backs. I've gone for like at this point, like, you know, quite chilled out guys. You know, don't yeah. get overly excited about anything. Feel like you were. Nothing. Yeah, I was thinking that. <laughs> yeah. uh, nothing mental, you know. But one of the amazing bits of skill always sticks out for me for Reese. Quins and played yeah. Quins. Table come on a short ball from a rack. Eight table. The ball went up in the air. Reese put his hand behind the table's back, caught the ball, flicked the pass out, all in yeah. like one movement, and, and like that sticks in my head now how good that was. But Reese is another player I don't think we saw the best of in Celtic. Um, my other wing end, I picked Jamie Grant, electric, honest to God on his day. If he if he were made of glass, he, he could have been a Celtic legend, I think, because he could sidestep, could kill anyone in the five meters. He scored one try, one game, we played away somewhere, he skinned about seven players and scored. They kicked off, he passed the ball twice, gave it a grand day, and he, he skinned about seven people and scored. It was absolutely awesome. Um, 
10, I'd gone for uh, the old maestro Luke. He caught the tail end of Luke, but uh, he knows the game inside out. You know, when you, if you have calm people around him to help him relax a little bit, you know, he could give a ball to Eddie or Garth, so he'd be nice and chilled out there. But Luke, honestly, when you actually see him on the field, when he, when he's about his business, there's no one even close to our play 10 in my eyes. Um, I'd gone for Samuel L. Smurf as my scrum half. Um, Calm's top class for me, and, and when you notice him, even now, you know, I spent a lot of the games watching from the sideline this year, and, and what Liam brings is that edge that makes the other people step a game up as well. Perhaps he might not have been the most skillful at X, Y, or Z, but he has a big impact on a people. Do we do my backs now? So I've gone with Smurf 9 as well. Um, I think what Smurf's changed his game since I started playing. He used to be quite quick round, round the field, he used to be quick sniping on the racks. He's, his physicality in defence is phenomenal. He's like having an extra back row in Ellen Moment. This yeah. season, particularly, he's been phenomenal. So I've gone Smurf there. Luke, there's, you know, there's not much you can say about Luke. I can remember go watch him play sevens rugby youth down in Ponticlean away and he was just taking a mick. There was professional teams there from Wasps and stuff and he was just taking a mick. Yeah. Um, I've gone Geo 12 because I, I played later with Geo and he played in 12 and I played there. Um, hell of a pass on him. What a pass. Yeah. Strong, you know, powerful. Hell of a pass on him. Um, I couldn't pick a team like Manger. I think he's given a lot to the club over the years. Um, again... Sure. I think with I think I think, well, but, I think yeah. with Mange, um, people don't realise how good a rugby player he was. Yeah, you look at the other things around yeah. Mange, I think, and he, he used to crash ball Mange, he could pass, he could kick, he could he could he could read the game well, he you know, he, he could see you know when it needed to be kicked. So I I, I couldn't not pick Mange. I got Greg as well, and not loose, very loose, but <laughs> absolute rapid and knew where the try line was, not he? Yeah. Um I got Scotty James, fourteen. I think all the attributes to be a real, real top player of this club, Scotty. Um, I know it's not probably his favourite position, but um, I could not pick him in my team if I'm honest. Though, um, I've got Edge fifteen. Um, I know when he came down, you know he's still doing a really good job for us now. But when he came down, when he was playing in Tart and whatever, no one could touch him. No, no, no one could touch him when he came down last summer. We had a dry track down here. Yeah, no, no one was could, it? What game was it? No one could get near played, him. Played one away up in Pont Ponte Dawi yeah. or something, didn't he? And he was scoring yeah. and kicking and catching no one could out get balls near him and yeah. all. Yeah. So no I've got that, that's my back line. Um, I gone uh, have a look at the front row now. I gone for Conch. Oh, the admiration I got for this guy, boy, like one? A, a big Conch. Come on, thing, and I can't <laughs> tell the admiration I got for this guy is unreal. He put himself on the line for the better part of what twenty odd years this club boys and like I said, he's, he's a hero in my eyes. <coughs> great book, yeah, absolutely great love book. the guy. Not absolute just the rugby player. I I go all the time to work for him. I think he's absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah, and, like I said, he's given everything for this club. Without the grumble, without the moan, yeah. he'd been there, and and I personally miss him around. Um, I gone for young Conchen as Um It's like I'm another back row player around there, but he's, you know his physicality. He is prone to the odd interception pass. <laughs> uh, he won't thank me for bringing that up, but he's my big buddy as well. Uh, you know, uh, if you look at my next prop, I've gone for Bayern as well. Um, you said to himself, boys, once potentially the best prop in Wales. He has been known to say it a few times, actually. But uh, Rodri, you know, like I said, sometimes you did think, like we were on about maybe having an extra back row player with the hands on a guy, you did think maybe he's like, have, like, have an extra, yeah. like have an extra yeah. back, you know. Um, my second row then, I've gone for Chris Everett. Um, the, you know, line out play, if I'm honest with you. Everett took our game to another level with the amount of ball he could win in a line-out. 
you know, athletes. Lads, I think like you, when we had Steve yeah. Reese here a lot, he really developed Everett, and it changed the way in, I look back at playing for Celtic, it sort of changed the way we could play because we could have a lot more ball and Chris could get around the field as well. Didn't love playing in their mind, did he? No. <laughs> he didn't, no, he didn't love getting his head in there. That's why I was thinking. I went for every front yeah. row and every back row, to be honest. I picked Alex um, as well, not just for his line-out attributes. Um, one of the things I, I do love about Alex is that um, he don't put himself above the other players when he's on the field. You know, we've played a much higher level and all of us but when you're on the field, he treats you all the same, which is, is credit to him. He could have come down here, been you know, a bit cocky, a bit of an ego, but he haven't. He's really bought into everything and he helped develop that pack into something really fearsome, I think. Um, I, I also love that the boys managed to convince him to go fancy dress to both away two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, you know, he just didn't bat an eyelid. Like. He's 17. Um, <laughs> my back row, I've gone for Betas, as uh, open side flank and skipper. Um, another player I really look up to I remember when Betas and Padgett came out, I, I particularly was nervous because I hadn't seen Betas in for ages and Padgett never been involved with Celtic. But Beta, you know, would run himself into a brick wall for, for you when he was on the field. He would tackle and tackle and tackle and get up, tackle, get up, tackle, get up, dip, dip his head into the rack, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. You know, he gave me grief no end, like I'll say, but I got the ultimate admiration from him as a player. I got Ryan Turner then a six. He's just he's your, your guy you can bank on just to clean everything up. Any crap, turn it sorted out. Same every week. I don't think I've ever seen him pass a ball in a game. But you know, he is his defence and is just knowing where the where you need to be in the right moment is brilliant. And then my number eight, I gone for Quiv because I think when Quiver was playing number eight and he was the first choice number eight, he was doing things that the number eight yeah. and other players couldn't yeah. do. He he. He did have a little bit of X factor, and if yeah. you look at our pack at times, he wasn't playing behind the strongest pack. But when Quaver added about him, you know, he, he wanted to wanted to play. He he was the top guy, like top number eight. He yeah. was doing things that other number eights I think I've played with couldn't do. I remember one of the first games I saw Quaver play down here against my stakes, probably. 10 years ago now, maybe longer before he's playing seniors, and he scored a try against my stake. I think he probably stepped two or three, yeah. bounced off three or four, and does that because that was a good my stake side yeah. as well. <clears throat> right, my park is I've gone Lambert as one of my props. Um, I played with Lambert in the seconds. I can remember I was captain in the seconds, he was playing back row. He won't mind me saying this, he was an all right, all right six. He used to be a body on a, a Saturday, yeah. and he came to me and said, I want to play the front row. Um, we, you know, when anyone ever comes say I want to play in the front row, you always say yes, please. You know, so you know, we we'll see, we we'll see how it goes. Check his temperature um, first, mate. But you know, he, he's done it the hard way. I got a lot of respect for him. He's yeah. done, he hasn't come. He's done it the hard way. He's put a graft in. He's worked it in and worked it in and worked it in. And, and he's one of those players now that if he's not there, we miss desperately. I think sure so. I, I've gone lambs. What I've got big gaff in and Iruka, um a bit of spite. I think every park needs a bit of spite, <laughs> yeah. a bit of menace. I think Big Gaff does give you that. Is that what you're saying? You were saying Gaff's mad. A little bit like, uh, <laughs> but you need a bit of like. Remember yeah, again, yeah. it was Don't to clean again, um, and he was captain at the time, and um, I was in a mall, and someone was hitting him in a mall, and he was shouting at me for not hitting the other bloke. And I think, <laughs> I think you need a bit of that sometimes. <laughs> you know, we said that sometimes we're parking me a bit too nice, so I put Big Gaff in there. I got old conch. Uh, you can't say enough about old conch because he's an absolute club legend. So you have to be in there. I've gone with scooter. Um, again, when he doesn't play, we do miss him desperately. Um, you know, his line of attributes are, are second to number. He, 
he's just a class player, and he, you know, he, he, he comes down. He, to me. Yeah, but you, you can you can tell you, you know there's something about him. He's just a class player. I've gone. He won't he won't thank me for this, but I couldn't not pick him in my team. I put Ollie as my other second row. Um, he had to be in my team, but I I didn't want to put him at eight, so I put Ollie in the second row again. You know, brilliant hands again, deceptive turn of pace. Uh, good dummy. Good, just a really really good rugby player. Like, yeah, really I, I could not have him in my team. Um, DD six. I can remember when DD turned up training. And I was playing in the back row all the time. I thought that's the end for me. <laughs> well, that's it to me. I think yeah. the injury came at the right time for me because I'd have been in the seconds anyway. No, he's just an abs- <laughs> he's just an absolute beast, and he, you know, yeah. he, he, and and such a nice bloke as well. Yeah, um, a, an absolute beast on a rugby pitch. Um, and gives it all. You know, I've never known him have a bad game ever. No. I can I can honestly say I've never known DD play poorly. I've gone with. Sven at seven, uh, another you know a club legend and again one who doesn't have a poor game but does all the things that maybe people don't know much about rugby won't see, but when he plays things work better, yeah. you know rucks get cleaned up, ball is cleaner, things get slowed down. You cheat and the ref don't yeah, see that type yeah, of thing. but those those things are really important yeah. and when he plays those those little things get done, you know and and everything just runs that much smoother. You know, gives us hundred percent every time. Um, you don't see him miss tackles. Same as you, you don't see him miss tackles, despite being you know small in comparison now. So I've gone Sven seven. I've gone Quaver eight. You know I played in youth rugby with Quaver and he was just tearing it apart in youth. And he, you know for years and years and years in the seniors as well, he was the same. Um, he he was just something else when he. Yeah, you're fair. That's no couple of couple yeah. of couple. I'm looking forward to playing with Ryan today. He used to take two yeah. steps off a back of a scrum and he's gone. Yeah. You know, people couldn't get near him. He didn't have to try and always try and run through them. But, but he, he was, you know, watching Quaver play when he when he's on and when he wants to play, he's he's something as I know to tail end the last year he came on a couple of times and he added a load to us when yeah. he came on off a bench. So I got Quaver eight. I'm gonna do my bench first. Yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I got Pooley I got Pooley. Uh, for preference, Ashley. Ashley Pooley, yeah. yeah. Uh, young Conch because you need front rows to know. Uh, and Bai, because Bai can cover as well everywhere else. I got Ken. Um, again, I think that covers all your forwards there. Eh? I think it covers the whole forward options eh? and then, you know, I think, um, you know... Pick me, Ken. Pick me, Ken. No, but, you know, <laughs> but, you know the thing is, and I, you always say it's like, but, like, if you look down, if you go past, now when we go to the steps, look past, but he's the longest serving Celtic yeah. captain of all time. You know, he's got yeah, to be in the squad. For me, he's got to be in the squad. So, um, I got Ken. Um, Bucks might be controversial. I got Mikey Keogh. Oh, so I love playing with Mikey Keogh. I love playing with Mikey Keogh. I just love playing with Mikey Keogh and Scott Sings. I think that covers your back then pretty much as well. Yeah, well, but we, we know, we're not too far away from each other. I got Ollie. Like I said, I won for game changes I did on my bench. So I got Ollie, uh, a big guff, uh, big Lloyd, because I just think. You know, this, 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 this <laughs> guy is like basically <laughs> like a wrecking ball on legs. Just like to mention, really nice to see Big Lloyd back, guys. Yeah, yeah hopefully we'll see more of him now. Games end of year, that'll be a great uh, um, boost for boys. I picked uh, Scotty Sainsbury again because I think Scott would be able to cover anywhere in my back line. And again, I picked someone who would never ever go on the bench. And I think that's probably part of the reason why they um, we didn't see as much of him. Can't pick yourself. I picked Obzi as my uh, last sub. And uh, travelling reserve, Edgar. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Cheers, boys. Boys, that was boys. absolutely Brilliant. fabulous. Brilliant. Yeah. Enjoyed that. Let's go get some wins now, eh? Thank you very much. Thank you very much.
I just would like to thank you again for listening to us today and let you know that you should be able to find us on all the usual podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, etc. So please subscribe to the Celtic Cast. But if you would like to hear our delightful little jingle, then you will have to listen at Anchor for copyright purposes. Also, for those of you interested in listening to the boys' entrance music choices earlier, we have provided links in the description and on My Stay Celtic's Twitter account, at My Stay Celtic. Finally, we are going to do our best to get the biggest names, past and present, in My Stay Celtic's very rich history. But if you have any particular people you would like to see on the show, and any questions you'd like to answer in, we will do our best to get them on the podcast. You can contact myself or Humps, and we encourage you to send voice notes of your questions, and we will try to play them on the show. Thanks again, and remember, stay humble.